on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This this is Newstalk. And we'll begin with the Irish Daily Mirror. Trump's stormy damage. Donald Trump flew into Ireland last night and wasted no time in setting about saving his golf course from storms. He headed straight for Dunbeg in County Clare. Seems to have given a press conference last night as well. Lots of cameras and media pictured on the front of the mirror. Uh, and he's in Dunbeg to meet environmentalists who are worried about sand dunes. Uh, but obviously they're linking the storms on the beach beside his resort with Stormy Daniels because he's facing charges for allegedly paying hush money to Stormy Daniels. So it's all about storms and Donald Trump uh, in the papers. The Irish Times also has a photograph of Donald Trump from the press conference he gave last night uh, and he says that Ireland successfully lured a lot of companies into the country. Donald Trump said he didn't want to answer a question put to him by the Irish Times on whether US companies located in Ireland should pay more tax in the US. So he said, that's an interesting question. I won't answer that question in your country, but a lot of people would say yes, before adding, Ireland has done a great job. You've lured a lot of companies in and they love it here. They really love it here. They've been treated well, just like I've been treated well. This has been a great success. So um, obviously he's here until this afternoon, apparently flying out this afternoon, had a big dinner last night. I saw... um, uh, lots of people on social media who are fans of Donald Trump managed to get into Dunbeg uh, and get selfies with him or take selfies and he was in the background. So security-wise, didn't seem that strict. People were able to get in and out of the hotel, including all the Irish media who seemed to have been invited in as well to speak to uh, Donald Trump and he did answer questions. So we'll see if he gives further press conferences today. The other big story in the front of the Irish Times, well, actually, there's two to do with Dublin. One is that building costs are up to 30% more in Dublin than in Europe. So if you're building a house or an apartment in Dublin, it's 15 to 30% higher in the capital than it is in cities around Europe, according to a study to be presented to the government today. So it's down to uh, labour costs and quite strict specifications in Ireland. Then there's another Dublin story on the front of the Times, which says that Dublin has been ranked among worst for public transport. Sorry, it is the worst for public transport among 30 European capital cities by Greenpeace. So Greenpeace has looked at affordability and simplicity for users in purchasing tickets on public transport. And I think a lot of us know this. When you go to other uh, cities in Europe, it's so easy to go around on public transport and maybe it's a bit more difficult here. Greenpeace is calling for a Europe-wide reduced price ticket to address the climate and energy crisis. So expensive to build in Dublin and then when uh, people move into those buildings it's expensive and difficult to go around on public transport in Dublin as well. The Irish Independent Fair Deal residents warned not to rent out their family homes so you may remember that the government had announced plans to exempt rental income from fair deal scheme contributions in another effort to uh, try and solve the housing crisis. But now nursing home residents are being warned not to rent out their homes while in care. A leading fair deal consultant is advising clients to avoid renting out the family homes while their loved one is in a nursing home because strict tenancy laws mean they could face significant problems when their loved one 
dies. This includes being hit with bills of up to 30 grand to refurbish properties or incurring revenue commissioner fines for late payments. So the advice from Tom Murray, who runs fairdealadvice.ie, is right now, don't rent out your home while your loved one is in a nursing home. The Irish Examiner goes with the, the butter price wars. Householders are to get a boost at the checkout, with supermarkets slashing the price of butter from today. But farmers claim they will be the losers if retailers engage in price wars. After over a year of record grocery inflation, supermarkets finally beginning to cut the price of key staples because really supermarkets have been out of whack with the rest of inflation. You know, the prices have gone up way more in our supermarkets than with other things that we buy. Finally, we're seeing it coming down, but the farmers are warning that uh, the cost will be put back onto them uh, and they're very, very nervous about it. So uh, obviously there'll be calls for a food regulator to make sure that farmers are paid an appropriate amount of money for the produce that they're helping to provide. The butter wars are also on the front of the Irish Daily Star. I can't believe it's just butter. Government must tackle costs and cruel interest hikes now. Uh, And the Star also says shops cut dairy prices but bills still rising. The Irish Daily Mail looks at burnout of nurses. Nine out of ten nurses say they feel burnt out. Uh, They say their work has left them burnt out and even more fear it has harmed their psychological well-being. Hospital overcrowding, long hours and staff shortages are leaving healthcare staff feeling exhausted. Three quarters of those surveyed say they have considered leaving their job in the past month. Uh, The INMO conference is continuing today. Uh, Minister Stephen Donnelly will be addressing nurses at the conference and he's just happened to announce 850 new nursing jobs. So obviously if he's asked the question about creating more jobs at the conference, he'll be able to say 850. The Irish Sun, a taste of his drone medicine. This is what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. Vladimir Zelensky dismissing Russia's claims that Ukraine tried to assassinate Vladimir Putin in a drone attack. The Russian president's office insists that Ukraine targeted Putin's home, but said the drones were shot down on Tuesday night. And then Vladimir Zelensky saying, no, we didn't uh, try and kill Vladimir Putin. The Irish, uh, sorry, just to go over across the water to the Daily Telegraph, you may have heard in the news there about the uh, new Alzheimer's drug. It's been described on the front of the Telegraph as its main story as best ever Alzheimer's drug. Uh, and it, basically they're saying it's been found to slow decline by a third. And now it's a breakthrough that ushers in a new era of treatment for dementia. Now, you're kind of conscious every day or every week there's new cures for things like diabetes and Alzheimer's and stuff like that. So you kind of have to take it all with a pinch of salt. But they are saying it's a big breakthrough in Alzheimer's. Eli Lilly, the US pharmaceutical company, announcing that its drug... Donanmab, I think is how you say it, has delayed the worsening of symptoms by 35% and experts are saying this is remarkable and in half of patients the drug halted mental decline for more than a year. So lots of experts are quoted in the papers as saying this is hugely exciting. Staying across the water, there's lots of coverage of course about the coronation and the question now is should RTE be airing it? I know they'll be discussing this with Paul Murphy on News Talk Breakfast this morning. It's in the Daily Mail. Leo Vradker has urged respect for those 
who support the monarchy in the UK. This is after opposition TDs questioned the time RTE is devoting to the coronation this weekend. Um, so Paul Murphy and Richard Boyd Barrett are both raising concerns that the state broadcaster here is giving four hours of coverage on television on Saturday of the coronation. So uh, some are wondering, is there a need to be covering this? If you turn on RT on Saturday, you're going to be treated to four hours of the coronation. Paul Murphy says, why on earth is our state broadcaster displaying this so-called coronation? But Leo Radker says that we should respect monarchists. Uh, and I suppose RTE's response would be that it's a big news event. doesn't matter where it's happening in the world. I mean, they'll also cover the uh, inauguration of a US president as well. So is it that they've an issue specifically with the royal family or is it they've an issue with RTE covering international news events? I'm sure RTE will say it doesn't cost a lot of money because they probably buy in the feed from uh, the BBC or something like that. But it is certainly interesting, the amount of interest in it. And the home show here on News Talk, just to give you what News Talk's doing, the home show on News Talk at 8 o'clock on Saturday is going to have a coronation uh, special as well. But anyway, We'll have more on News Talk Breakfast about whether RT should be showing the coronation or not. A couple of stories to do with big musicians in the papers. The Irish Daily Mirror says that Bruce Springsteen paid a special visit to Shane McGowan yesterday ahead of his Dublin gigs. Bruce Springsteen, of course, playing sold-out shows at the RDS tomorrow, Sunday and Tuesday. And Bruce Springsteen went to meet Shane McGowan at his home in South Dublin yesterday. And uh, Shane McGowan's wife, Victoria Mary Clark, sharing the photograph of of the two music legends who look quite happy to see each other. The other uh, rock star or musician in the papers is Ed Sheeran. You may have heard earlier this week that sadly his grandmother died. People were wondering would he come to Ireland for the funeral but the star says that Ed Sheeran was actually forced to miss his grandmother's funeral because he's at this copyright trial in New York. So Nancy Sheeran or Anne-Marie Sheeran died in Wexford. Her funeral was held yesterday in Gorey Uh, and an emotional John Sheeran with his wife and his other son told mourners, I'm very sad that our son Edward is unable to be here today. He's so upset he can't be present. He has to be thousands of miles away in a court in America defending his integrity. Uh, I did hear some rumours that Ed Sheeran was going on the late, late tomorrow night. Don't know if that's confirmed or not. And final story comes from the Irish Times. What is in your Irish breakfast, your full Irish breakfast? The Irish Times says that the contents of a full Irish and breakfast rolls may not be as Irish as advertised because analysis conducted for the IFA has found more than one third of the pig products used in the country's food service sector last year were not made using Irish pig meat. So this is a DNA verified survey and it found a high level of compliance at retail level. There were lower levels of Irish pig produce though found in the service sector. So that means when you go in and buy uh, pork products in the shop, it's Irish pig produce. But if you look at fast food outlets, hotels, service stations, deli counters and butchers, uh, maybe it's not so Irish. 582 samples were examined and more than a quarter of them were identified as not being Irish pig meat. Now, that's our look at the morning papers. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.